Hello and welcome to episode number 20 of Prosperity by the Pint. I'm your host, Bryce Carter, self-proclaimed millennial money expert, certified <laughs> financial planner, chartered financial consultant, and certified investment management analyst. This is the podcast where we talk about money, investing, business, life success, and personal finance, all while having a cold beer. I'm excited to tell you that I have a guest this week <laughs> from the Bali team, Amir Bali. He is a mortgage broker, and I'm happy to have him on board here. So cheers, Amir. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for having me. We're going nice summer light beer today. Yeah, love it. Corona light. All right. So you guys know I normally drink craft beer, but here's the problem is when I have a guest, I end up drinking my whole beer. So then I'd have a little bit of buzz by the end of the episode. And who knows what I say? We want this stuff to be credible. <laughs> I love so, it. So Amir, thanks for joining us. Yeah, no, thank you guys for having me. Thank you so much for having me. I've, uh, I've heard a lot about this show and I'm excited to be here. Right, I'm excited this, to be here. This is going to be fun. <laughs> so I wanted to bring Amir on as a mortgage banker, not just because of, of his experience as a mortgage banker and the advice he can provide there, but also his, his business story because you have a really good business story. So, yeah. so Share with us how you got started in, in mortgage industry and, and got broke off, and, and now you own your own firm. Yeah, so um, so a little bit about me. So uh, just growing up, you know, I was a only child, no mom, no dad, you know, not much background in any business at all, right? So I did everything on my own, right? I started everything on my own. So, um, you know, growing up, not, not the best childhood. I was an orphan, went to jail, whatever it was. I was an idiot. I was a really idiot growing up. So 18 years old, I decided I'm going to make a huge change in my life, and I'm actually going to make something out of myself. So proclaimed high school dropout, just like how you're the proclaimed financial <laughs> advisor. Oh, the proclaimed high school dropout, I uh, went back to community college, got my degree, went to OU, got my bachelor's in business, right? Oakland University? Yep, Oakland University. So I got my uh, bachelor's degree from business analytics from there. What I did is I, uh, I got that degree, and then I said, you know what? Let me start getting into business. Let me, I love numbers. I have a huge desire for numbers. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, like two plus two, four. Like, I love that shit. Like, I always <laughs> wonder, like, how did it make four? But anyway, <laughs> so. A brilliant example. <laughs> so, Those are classic numbers. So, so, um, so what I did is I, I first started off my career by going to uh, Quicken Loans. I worked at Quicken Loans for when I was 18 years old. I got my license. I worked there for about a year. Then from Quicken Loans, I worked at a credit union, Community Choice Credit Union. I was there for about two. Then um, I went to United Wholesale Mortgage. I was there for about two and a half. And then I decided to open up my own brokerage. So let me let me ask you. I got to back up for a minute because yeah. you kind of glanced, glossed over. A, a, I think a critical component of the story is at 18 years old you decided you were going to make a change in your life, and uh, this is about business and life success, not just business success. So what prompted the change? Did you so, just wake up one morning and like I'm sick of being a damn deadbeat. So if just to be really frank with what what prompted the change was uh so when I was in the juvenile facility in Detroit, so I was turning 18. I was in there for a weekend and. There's a whole bunch of like these like Bible studies, right? Mm-hmm. And it was really kind of one of those things where it's, it was Jesus, really. I know it sounds like so cliche to no, say, no. you know, it's about, like whatever, we're cursing, we're drinking beer. Yeah. But like it sounds so cliche, but that's really what it was. You, you know? found religion. Yeah. So I found, I found my religion. I, I found my Catholic faith. I grew up a Catholic, baptized communion, but I never really like practiced, you know, mm-hmm. until I said, you know what? Let me just make this change and say, this is not the life that's destined for me. Just because my father left and my father was a deadbeat doesn't mean I need to follow those tracks. Oh, that's that's truly what it was. It doesn't mean I need to follow those tracks. Let me make something of myself because the shitty life that I had to grow up with, you know, not watching Lion King, for example, yeah. like I never watched it. It's like that life. I never want my children to go through that life. So where I was, where the, the cot that I was laying on yeah. when I was in that facility, I realized these are the proper steps I'm taking to live the same life as my father. All right. Well, now so, that's, a, that's a story. If so we that had, a, if we had a crowd, we'd be <laughs> giving a bigger applause, but it's just me and Allie here yeah. with, our, <laughs> with our cameras and our lights. Yeah. So good for you, man. What, Thank a, you. what, a, what a story. I will cheers to you. Amir finding religion. Thank you. So then you went to Quicken after college. Yeah. 
So Quicken Loans, uh, for the we have many international listeners, I think like three, but we have a lot of out-of-state listeners. That's a churn and burn facility, man. They run through hundreds. Hundreds, of, yeah. I mean, hundreds is a small number. I mean, they, they run through probably more mortgages than you probably know, more yeah. mortgages than anybody else. Of course, they're the number one retail lender in the nation. It's a retail. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you, can make a, you can make a fortune there as a broker if if uh, the, the stars align and you really bust your ass, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So what prompted to leave there? Because you're a hardworking guy. You like to hustle. But... So, so if just to be frank, and I know on this uh, on this podcast, I can just be really real. Yeah. So the reason why I left Quicken Loans is because I, dis- I realized what they do to their clients. Mm-hmm. Not the people that work for them, what they do for their clients. And what they're doing to their clients is overcharging them. And so all over my Facebook, I always they're, they're the loan estimates. So a loan estimate is uh, the thing you get before you get a mortgage. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you do uh, often on there. You're posting examples and circling stuff. Where yeah, exactly. Getting screwed. And- so so I see Quicken Loans all day charging thousands of dollars in origination fees, application fees, doc prep fees, processing fees, all these fees that literally like I'm a broker, meaning I don't have those people, mm-hmm. and I realize I do away without those fees. Right. I don't need to charge them. So what they're doing to their clients is not right, but. They spend a billion dollars, and once again, a one billion dollars in marketing With a B. per year. So it's like there's a reason why they're number one. Right, they're spending a billion dollars. Well, and that's how you got to pay for marketing somehow. Yeah, right. And so, so I always say that's where their marketing is coming from. <laughs> the marketing budget for Prosperity by the Pint, by the way, is <laughs> a couple billion. Sub <laughs> sub billion. It's like sub thousands dollars. Yeah. Love so, it. Uh, so you basically, it was, and this is something we talk. I talk about in my practice all the time. It was a lack of transparency. Uh, and more or less unethical business practices that prompted your change. Correct. Okay. Because it's so easy when a client is saying to me, so this 195 doc preparation fee, what is this for? So I can easily lie to this first time home buyer and say, oh, well, it costs money to put the docs together and yeah. continue on with the lie. And they'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's easy, you yeah. know? Yeah. But it's when not you're, when ethical. You're, when, you're, when you're buying a $100,000, $200,000 or more home, $195 fee doesn't look bad, no. right? So it's just like, oh, yeah, well, you know, it, but shit adds up. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then you went to United Wholesale Mortgage, which, uh, right, I'm, I'm following the transition. No, so right? I was first at, I was at Community Choice Credit Union. Okay, so you went to Credit Union. Yeah, first. so I went to Credit Union. I, so I actually did financial advising for a little bit. Okay. There was a guy named Michael that worked there, and he was a great mentor of mine, and um, he did financial advising, telling people where to put their money, mm-hmm. and then under them, he would do uh, like the mortgages. Hey, you know, maybe refinancing or consolidating your debt would be the next option. Okay. It would be the best option because you'll have more equity, you'll have yeah, more money yeah. to invest. So um, I was there. I learned so much being there, so much. But the thing about credit unions, and these are all credit unions in general. So I only bank with credit unions, by the way. Yeah. They're all not for profit. For more, see episode five, why you should fire your big bank. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, fire your big bank. I saw that one. Um, credit unions are all not for profit. So not for, not. Not not profit, not for profit. Right. Meaning that the money they make, and I'm sure you know, the money they make, the interest that they make, they use it to either reinvest it into their members, their team members, or into their branches. Right. The CEO or the boards, the committees are not making millions of dollars for just making decisions. Right. 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 That doesn't happen with credit unions. But the thing about a credit union is there's a cap. Mm-hmm. You can only become so big at a. You can only get paid so much at a credit union. And I said. Okay, I learned everything I need to know on this side. So this is your on. entrepreneurial spirit kicked in here, and you're like, I, I, there's a glass ceiling on my head at the credit union, yeah, right? Yeah. So then United Wholesale Mortgage. Correct. So this is a side of the industry that I want to spend a few minutes on because nobody seems to know anything about it, is what in the world is wholesale mortgaging? Okay, <laughs> so wholesale mortgaging is – so for example, uh, Quicken Loans or JP Morgan or Loan Depot, these large retail lenders. So I stress the word retail. They have people that work for them, and what they specifically do is they sell mortgages. So just as I do, I sell mortgages, but 
Quicken Loans has to pay them their 401k, their insurance. They have to get a building for them. The cost of expense to have an employee, mm-hmm. the food, the drinks, the water, whatever it is, right? Yeah. So that's retail. The wholesale model is I'm an independent contractor for a wholesale side of a lender. I'm not an independent contractor. I own my own company, but I'm as one because they don't have to give me health care, 401k. So I, so I get the loans a, and give it to them. So United Wholesale, a wholesale mortgage company, is somebody that is providing essentially the capital for you as a broker to lend. Exactly. So you're, so they're giving me the money. Instead of instead of going to Quicken and pulling a, 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 a mortgage off the shelf that's, you know, JP Morgan or Quicken or whoever loaning the money. Correct. You, Amir Bali, go to a wholesale mortgage or a facility of some sort and say, I have a client, I need a mortgage. And then you, it allows you to shop different wholesale yep. places and get rates and things like that. Yeah. So you are not an employee of wholesale mortgage a wholesale mortgage company. You own your own company that is using capital to give to me to to to, to loan. Yep. Right. To give to me to give to the to give to the client. So when you were a wholesale mortgage lender, you were going to other brokers and providing them with capital to lend out. Correct. So for example, the people that work there are account executives, mm-hmm. and what they'll do is they'll call brokers all day and convince them because that's where the sales side comes in. Yeah. They'll convince them send your business to our wholesale channel, not. Quicken Loans wholesale because Quicken Loans has a wholesale channel. Okay. Um, Flagstar, See that I didn't a, know. Yeah, Flagstar has a wholesale channel, um, and it's funny because so all these these banks and gigantic lenders not only will they sell to you across the street as a, as a regular consumer, they're selling to brokers as well. They're at the, the the capital to lend out. Correct. Okay. So I this is and, a see I knew I knew about two sides of it. I didn't realize like Flagstar is going to they'll do their own loans, but they'll sell out their capital too. Correct. And and the the crazy part is is so and I always talk bad about about Quicken, but just because of what they do to their clients. But they have a a side called QLMS. Okay. So Quicken Loans Mortgage Services. That's their wholesale department. So they have Quicken Loans Rocket Mortgage. Then they have QLMS. That's their wholesale side. If you compare like so, for example, Bryce, you go to Rocket Mortgage to get a mortgage. Yeah. Then you come to me, and I go through QLMS to get you the same mortgage. The same exact mortgage, I'll have maybe half a percent better for you in interest rate. So instead of a four and a half, I'll have a four for you. Is it, it's that dramatic? It's, it's that much of a change. Well, see, and, and that's, it's because that, that's, they don't pay me. That's not a that's not a half percent difference. That's that's a ten percent difference. It's a ten, excuse me. Yeah. So with that ten percent difference, I mean, that, that's the, the the number that that works out to be over a thirty year amortization is just. Absolutely ginormous. It's ridiculous. It's at least maybe twenty thousand in interest over the period of five years. That's crazy. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So well, I mean, we, we we can't know the interest amount without owning a loan amount, but damn, that is big. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're at United at Wholesale Mortgage, and and you're doing the wholesale thing, and I'm guessing this gave you amazing insights into the business. Oh yeah, it, it taught me a lot. So I was at I was there for about two years, and um, with being there, so this so this was the click that happened. Mm-hmm. So. There was a broker. She was in California. She was one of my accounts. Okay. Um, I won't say the name, obviously, but she was in California. It was, it was, she was one of my accounts. She would send me her business. I was her rep okay. for United Wholesale Mortgage. One day, um, I went to lunch. It's funny because me and Kyle, I went to lunch, and I had like three glasses of wine. So I was like super like – I came back to work like buzzing so a little bit. I, I, I got to stop you for just like two <laughs> seconds because what ha- when I told a friend of mine I was going to have a mortgage banker on here. Jared, if you're listening, I heard you. He was like, make sure you give him like eight beers before he gets on the show because I want to know all the secrets. I want to know the dirty yeah, shit it. that goes on so I don't get screwed over. Yeah, so I'm kind of going to jump into a little bit. So, so I, 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 drank, I had like three, four cups of wine. I come back into work. And then a broker, she calls me and she says, I lost this deal. You didn't teach me how to sell it, Mm. right? So she's like, you didn't teach me how to sell the deal and I lost it. I go to her, 
wait, hold on. I was like, you're making $12,000 off this deal. So as brokers, you know, they make a certain percentage yeah, yeah. of loan. She's making $12,000 on this deal. I was only making 200 as the rep, $200, yeah. right? I go to her, I'm like, I need to teach you how to sell the loan that you're making $12,000 on. Mm-hmm. We got into this huge argument and then she just hung up on me. And it was from there I said, what am I doing not becoming a broker? Mm-hmm. Why am I not making $12,000 alone, making 200 bucks alone, but I have to teach these people how to sell it? Yeah. And then it hit me and I said, I can open up my own brokerage and I can do the same thing, if not better. And it was a month later. So did it help now that your non-compete was up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it definitely did help. Yeah. Uh, uh, Quicken's more or less infamous for their non-compete clauses. But yeah. yeah, so I did, when I was there in 2012, they didn't have non-competes. Okay, it was right. funny, but yeah. now if you go there, yeah. if they if they license you, it's like three years after. You can't even look at a mortgage. You can't even look at a statement for like three years <laughs> without ridiculous. getting sued. It's ridiculous. So, um, so I uh, opened up my – it was a month into it. I said, okay, I've been at United Wholesale Mortgage for this long. I achieved all these milestones. Like, thank God. I've been doing really, really well. And like, thank God a million times. Why can't I do it on my own? Yeah. And then I and then it kind of hit me where I said, you know, instead of building another man's dream, why don't I just build my own? Yeah. You know, and I left. I just quit. And now, well, mind you, know what you they say is you know you, a business owner shows up to work uh, with a brand new Lamborghini, and the employees say, "Oh my gosh, that's a beautiful car." And he says, "You know, if you work hard, you show up on time, and you're super dedicated, I can get another one next year." <laughs> that's, that's, that's the truth. Yeah. That's crazy because that's literally the truth, yeah, yeah. which is unfortunate, you know. Yeah. And uh, but uh, but yeah, so I quit. And now, mind you, I quit with. You know, not much money saved up. No mom or dad to pay my car bill for the Ford out there. If so, it did, you, if it, so you didn't save before this. I, I probably had three thousand dollars to my name. Prosperity by the Pine does not recognize, <laughs> recommend <laughs> quitting yeah. your job prior to saving. Uh, yeah. You know, when you're going to start a business, but, uh, good idea to have some capital. Even though I talk smack about big banks, I will say this, and I'm sorry, Bryce. <laughs> but uh, if it wasn't for my Chase Freedom credit card with the twelve thousand dollars balance limit on there, I would have not been able. Also, to Also, not a brokerage. huge recommendation there. <laughs> so I maxed out my credit card before we actually started yeah. making money. Well, take it before you take <laughs> it until you make it. I guess. Yeah. So. So yeah, and then we opened up the Valley team, and it was a wrap, and it was it was done from there. All right, perfect. So we got the we got the backstory. I know you wanted to go through it in thirty seconds, but we yeah, <laughs> no, it took a little bit longer. Than <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> it always does. I told Amir we got to keep it to thirty minutes. He's like, oh, it'll be way shorter than that. I'm like, you wait, you start talking, and it happens. Yeah, when the beer starts getting low. <laughs> yeah. So um, I wanted. Okay, so where are you at now with the with the Bali team? How many people? How many loans are you guys doing? Just run me through some of those numbers. Okay, so. We, so we first got licensed October 14th of 2018. Okay. We didn't close our first deal until January 2nd of this year. All right. So you're five months in, essentially. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so about five months in, and this is, this is the stat. That's mind-blowing. Between January and February, we were ranked top 10 broker in the whole state of Michigan. Wow. In January and February. And we didn't close our first deal until January. So in January, we closed 29. And, you know, mind you, January and February are really slow months. That's when the big So, and this is – you're the only lender. You, I, I'm the only loan officer. Yeah. So tw- you did 29 in January. Yeah. Wow, that is impressive. Yeah, all on my own, but I couldn't owe it. I couldn't have done it if it wasn't for my team. Yeah. So I have nine people on my team. Um, they're so all you processors. Went from just you to nine people in five months. Yeah. How the hell did you find that good of help, and how did you find it that quickly? So um, it was just <laughs> truth. So okay, so I'm a firm believer of meeting everybody. Yeah. So a lot of these people in this industry, like for example, a realtor, they don't meet with every lender that reaches out to them because yeah, yeah. they know they're just trying to sell them. Me, I'll get. Thousands of people, not thousands, like 20, 30 people that will reach out to me and say, hey, I want to meet. You know, let's sit down. Let's talk. I know they're trying to sell me something, but I'll still give them the time of my day mm-hmm. because what if I see something in that person to where I can convert them from what they're doing to come work for me because they have such a great sales model, yeah. a great sales pitch. 
Wow. So it, I, I'm just I'm still amazed at <laughs> yeah, the number no, of going from zero to nine people in, in yeah. five months. And, and, and uh, being the, for January and February, the, the leading loan officer in the state of Michigan in your first month. Yeah. We, so I say top 10. We were number 10, okay. mind you, but still. Right, top 10. Right, right. <laughs> a leader. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we were number 10. Um, but and it all came from my processors because yeah. what I'll do is I'll get the deals. I'll send it to my processors and it's round robin. They all, they'll just get it mm-hmm. and they just start working it Yeah, and they work it. And I'm not cheap. You know, I pay my team great. I yeah. pay them accordingly. So, uh, where, where, how did you start getting your leads then? I mean, cause uh, you had to have people that wanted to buy houses. And, so, you know, the mortgage, the market slowed down a lot in the fall of last year and into the beginning of this year. Right. So talk to me about that. So 100% of my business in the first three months of my company was hundred percent from real estate agents. Okay. Real estate agents were hundred percent of my business. And then after that, so I read a lot of like sales coaching books and stuff. So Amir and I kind of know each other through two channels, one of which is uh, Ed Constable was a previous guest. And I had heard that Ed isn't actually sending you any business. No. I've that said- is absurd. <laughs> yeah, Ed, you got to start sending me deals, man. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> all right. I digress. <laughs> and, then, um, and then after that, so I read a lot of sales books and they say, before you can tell somebody what you do, you have to gain their attention first. Yeah. So I can't just come to you and say, hey, Bryce, I'm a mortgage broker. You won't care. Yeah. What if I say, hey, Bryce, you know what? You know, I, I came from nothing, man. Like I was just, just such a shitty person. Yeah. And now like I've made something of myself. Oh yeah. By the way, I'm a broker. Yeah. I have your attention. Right. You know? So, um, I decided to build my business around, um, helping the youth. Yeah. So I do a lot of like speaking to schools. Oh, interesting. So I'll probably go to like one high school a week and I'll go and speak in front of 30, 40, maybe even 50 kids in front of their entrepreneur classes. Mm-hmm. And I'll talk to them about like, you know what? The, the, the school system is pushing going to college. Going to college is great by the way, but like, why not becoming an entrepreneur or why not doing your trade work? You know, like right. why not doing there's, what there's you think a lot you of, do? we talk about that a lot on the show is there's a lot of options out there other than college, particularly, you know, uh, I think the previous week's episode with student loans suck cause they do. They right? suck. Yeah. yeah. You know. The next bubble, by the way, will be cause of student loans. Like the next crash will be, I feel like cause of student loans. I'm getting people into $400,000 homes and they have $250,000 in student loan debt. It sounds like you're overlending to them. Don't it's like, that. yeah, it's not recommended. Yeah. But it's legal. <laughs> it's legal. <laughs> but like, yeah. On uh, next week's episode, why you shouldn't borrow more than you can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah. So, um, all right. Well, I mean, that we got the entrepreneurial success story. Let's give let's give the the listeners some thoughts on on mortgages, particularly for, you know people that first, second, even I, I see people make mistakes when it's their fourth home, right? Yeah. Is is what to watch out for? What should they be looking at? What are the? I mean, what does a consumer need to know? So you take a beer set before this so I, I love your story for a couple of reasons and i think you resonate with uh with the realtors for, for more than just just your your original backstory is is because of the entrepreneurial spirit and that's what a lot of real estate agents are entrepreneurs as well at least the successful yeah. ones, right so anyways what, what should we be watching now okay so i tell this to everybody so anybody that's looking to get a mortgage i give them a little bit of i give them a couple examples the first example i say is when you're looking to get car insurance you just go to you just go straight to Progressive or Allstate? No, you shop all the car insurance companies because essentially, what do they do? They all do the same thing. They cover your vehicle in, in case you get into an accident. Yeah. So every lender in America, I don't care what they say, they all do the same. Including myself, we all do the same thing. We give you financing so you can go and buy a home, and then you have a loan so you can pay it off, which is essentially a mortgage, yeah. right? I say. For car insurance, you don't just go to Progressive and say, oh, I'm going to take it, and that's it. It's done. You, you take call Progressive, you'll you call sh- Allstate. You shop it. You shop it. So the point I'm trying to make is you shop it. It's the so same I, thing I, with a mortgage. I read an article recently that said that the people that got the best rates and lowest fees on their mortgage 
uh, shopped nine or more providers. Exactly. But here's where the problem comes in is somebody like I don't have the freaking time to do that. Right. Like I, I may have time to go to two. Right. Right. Because I, I just don't. And for me, it's like, OK, if I pay an extra thousand dollars in processing fees, whoop de doo I got to go to work that day. Instead exactly. Of, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I get what, it. So what do you do? So my job as a broker is to shop your interest rate. So brokers don't get paid off interest rate. We don't get paid off closing costs. Now, mind you, brokers. We don't get paid off interest rate. We don't get paid off closing costs. We get paid off the loan amount. So whatever the loan amount is, some brokers, they have a set percentage or they, a set percentage that they make off the loan amount, and then that contradicts on whether or not you're going to have a higher interest rate or not. But anyways, what they do is you go to the broker, and the broker shops essentially every lender for you that they're signed up with. They, sign, they, they shop at least 27 to 30 different lenders, and it's as simple as, Excuse me. It's as simple as putting in a few pieces of your information, not pulling your credit 27, 30 times, mm-hmm. putting in a few pieces of information, and then boom, all the interest rates come out from every single lender, and then I'll come to the client and I'll say, okay, this lender lacks service, but they'll give you a great rate. Yeah. This lender is really good, direct communication, but they'll give you an okay rate. So mm-hmm. the, the, the onus would be to, to rely on the broker to shop the rate for you. Exactly. And provide documentation showing the different rates. Yep. And so, you don't pay me for that. That's the last thing I want to add. You don't pay brokers. So this I got to push you on, though, because if you have 10 different lenders that you work with and maybe three come back at close rates, uh, close meaning not not one is dramatically lower than the other, but one might be slightly lower, but they pay you a smaller percentage of the loan, doesn't that create a conflict in and of itself? So it's a a regulated – so our compensation – so a broker's compensation goes from – 0% 0% to 2.75%. Okay. And you can only have it set, like you can, you set your compensation with like the state. So it's like a one time set compensation. Now we're like, oh, United Wholesale Mortgage is going to pay me two and a half and one is going to pay me three, right? So you get to pick at any given time or when you started, you got to say, I want my comp to be 2%. Correct. And if you had picked that your comp was 0.1%, you probably would have gotten better interest oh, rates. Oh, if, if my comp was 0.1%, I probably would have done it more. Right. Just to be straightforward. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, but but I get it. So so out there somewhere is a broker that's comp is 2.75. And they're losing. They're winning, but, they're win- they're, but I'll they're, still beat them as a broker too. Right, right, because their comp percentage is too high. Therefore, the wholesalers are going to give them a higher interest rate Correct. A product offering. And this is where the shopping comes in, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So I, I, I'm learning all kinds of new things yeah. today. <laughs> so, so the industry average for, in, for compensation in the state of Michigan only is 2.75. The reason why I chose two. So the average is the highest? The average is the highest. Yeah, it's surprising. But in the state of Michigan, everyone's at 2.75. It's because our homes are not half a million dollars. We don't do every day a half a million dollar mortgage. Right, right, right. So in, in California. So you picked yours as two. Yeah. So you're undercutting the competition by, I mean. Almost three quarters. Yeah, yeah. 75 basis points, which, you know, in actual terms is like, you know, 35% lower. Yeah. Right? Wow. Yeah. So, all right, that, that, okay, so that's good to know. Continue. And then, um, so in the state of California, like the, the, the average compensation is like 1%, 1.5%. So a half million dollar loan is not really, if you're used to doing $2 million loans all the time because California is super expensive, yeah. the, the, the Communist Republic of California is super expensive. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> yes. Then, then, then a half million dollar loan might not even be worth your time out there. No. Okay. It won't. Interesting. So yeah. we're learning. You'll all- make 10000 off the deal, but it's like if I just did a $400,000 mortgage in Michigan and it was easier to do because it wasn't such a higher loan amount, right. I make the same compensation as you at yeah. 2%. Right, right. Just about, really. Interesting. You know? So uh, what about fees, right? So we, we know we know rate is pretty transparent, right? Mm-hmm. If it's four and a quarter, amortized over 30 years, that's better than four and a half, right? Correct. 
but fees and underwriting and origination and uh, one thing that I see a lot is is people misquoting the come to closing costs. Correct. Right. They're they're paying games with when the taxes are due and things like yeah, that. Yeah. How do you make sure you're not getting burned on that stuff and just getting a, an erroneous uh, you know quote that will get you to the finish line and then realize holy shit I got to bring six thousand more to closing. Yeah. Right. So um first thing so. When you get a loan estimate, um, of course, a loan estimate is three pages. The first page has your interest rate, your loan amount. The second page is your closing cost details. So I say this very bluntly. Mm-hmm. If you're getting charged a processing fee, an administration fee, a doc prep fee, an origination fee, or you're paying points and you didn't choose to, you're getting lied to. So doc, origination, all that Administration, stuff. Uh, processing, you're getting lied to. So what fee should I see on that first The page? only fee that I'm okay with, because I see it a lot and I charge it sometimes too. I don't charge it, mind you. It comes from the lender. It's an underwriting fee because they have to pay the underwriters to truly underwrite the file. Okay. That's the only fee that makes sense. And what is an acceptable underwriting fee? Um, I'll say maximum $1,000. All right. So yeah. you, you heard it here first. Maximum is 1000 dollars The only fee you want to hear on the front page of your closing quote document mm-hmm. would be an underwriting fee and should be 1000 or less. Exactly. And if you're paying points, if you're paying an originator compensation, that fee in particular, and you didn't choose to pay it, that means you're paying the loan officer to do the loan. Mm-hmm. On top of the money he's making, the 2%, right, right. you're also paying him on the front end too. That's like straight robbery. <laughs> so, so who's uh, I guess who's most guilty of this? Uh, is it is it the, the the banks, the credit unions, the direct lenders? Um, You're gonna love this. It's big banks. Big banks. It's I, it's, gi- it's it's gi- it's ginormous banks because once you again, banks. So if you go. To- if you go to a big bank for a million dollar loan, you're going to get a badass interest rate. The reason why you will is because they're going to portfolio you, and you know this perfectly. Yeah, they they're going to get your, that shit off. They're going to get your investments, your yeah, checking yeah. savings account, credit cards. But if you go to a big bank for a two hundred fifty thousand dollar loan, they're going to destroy you. They're yeah. going to they're going to destroy you. So okay, all right. So uh, we, we know who's guilty of it. I'm sure there's other players, but okay. So we know first page. Watch out for the fees. Only the underwriting fee really should be acceptable. What else? And then um. That's really okay. So the next thing is when you get a loan estimate, when you sign it, make sure it's locked. So on a okay, so there's a closing cost details. It's the second page of a loan estimate. There's section A through J, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J. So A, B, C, and D, what, those those fees cannot change from what you initially signed. So section for a processing fee, they'll usually put it in section B, right? Mm-hmm. Services you cannot shop for. If they put in there four ninety five and you sign that and you get to closing and it's seven hundred bucks, that's technically very illegal hmm. because you swindled them, you switched it on them. Yeah, the lender switched it on them. But the taxes and insurance are the ones that we, tech, I as a broker, cannot control. Right, right. Because if if I look at the listing ticket and the taxes are six thousand dollars a year, but when we pull the paperwork from the county and it's eight thousand, like that wasn't the broker's fault or the loan officer's fault. Well, I get that. The problem that I have, and I see this all the time, is that the, somebody will quote that, "Hey, you're only going to have to come to closing with four thousand because you're only going to throw oh a thousand in taxes or whatever but in reality the broker knows that and they're just trying to make the come the closing costs lower exactly right? they, they know that they're gonna have to show up with four thousand out of thousand mm-hmm. so loan yeah <laughs> and you know it sucks it really sucks to say but there's really nothing you can do about like you just gotta ask you, the hard yeah, questions on it. you just gotta ask the very hard questions like or, i need this in writing reach out to the bali team and he'll take a <laughs> look at it right. i appreciate you all right so <laughs> We, I, I don't know. Today today was an awesome episode. Yeah, we got through a lot of stuff. Uh, we got a, a great entrepreneurial story. Thank we you. got a phenomenal success story out of, I mean, somebody that, that pulled themselves up by their bootstraps, got in trouble, uh, had a story of redemption, salvation. That's freaking awesome. And now we have some phenomenal mortgage tips, yeah. right? So for uh, it's theballyteam.com, right? Yeah, theballyteam.com. Yep. Ballyteam.com, B-A-L-L-Y. <laughs> 
That's this episode of Prosperity by the Pine. Thanks for listening. Tune in uh, and be sure to subscribe. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you listen. That's where we are. Stay Thank you. classy. <laughs> <laughs>